0: I was a bit skeptical when I heard that Miller was once again giving an American setting, rural Midwest, to yeah. an Italian opera, but then I started to think about it, and I thought, well, what sense would it make in rural Italy, where the, the locals don't speak our lingo anyway, if so it's going to be in English, yeah. so that was a good starting point. But, Absolutely. Uh, it works like a charm, doesn't it?
1: I think so, yeah. I guess it's the, um, the characters and the, and the idea behind it it's so universal. A young woman who feels like she rules the roost, and a, a young sergeant, handsome guy, a slightly less dynamic boy next door. I think it's you know it's, yeah. it's so universal, and then the hope of being able to win love and. I mean, well,
0: you, you you make it work though, because Adina is actually quite she's quite a complicated character in a way yeah. because you know when you see the opera sometimes it doesn't seem to make sense that she is so not interested in this rather gauche young man and suddenly it all turns around yeah. when he's not interested <laughs> in her. She's Absolutely. Sort of, um, but I mean how did you find your way to the character in this piece and in what way did Miller help you find your way?
1: I think from as soon as I opened the score it was apparent to me that she was the girl I think that everyone knows from high school really who is pretty and has things pretty easy leader of the cheerleaders or you know I mean the the girl all the other girls want to be
0: mm. a, I bit guess like, that's... a bit like Glinda in in wicked have you seen wicked I haven't. And, uh, oh yes well there's a there's a, a character there who's not dissimilar in right a
1: way. I think the thing that particularly interested me about it was the idea that she was already in love with Nemarino from the very beginning. That was my sort of weighing in because I I, I'm aware that she can sometimes come across as a bit of a heartless cow, let's say. Yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I wanted her to seem... I wanted her to be likeable, I suppose. Yeah. And I thought that the idea that she was in love with him already... But wasn't so wasn't was going to show. Wasn't going to show. And actually was frustrated, because he would never come over and speak to her. Yeah. Yeah. So that from the first scene Jonathan set up, that, that um, she's waiting for him to come into the dining. and she's looking for him. But he doesn't come home and speak to her and she's so frustrated because he's so shy, painfully shy.
0: And d- did you put that to Jonathan when you started rehearsing it? He clearly agreed. He yeah. said, well, let's try and set it up like that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, Does yes. he go
0: with singer-actors' ideas generally, do you think? or
1: I think he has some very, very clear set ideas. Mm-hmm. But within those ideas, if you bring things... That he's you know and he finds them interesting then he's absolutely happy to go with it. Mm. Some directors are very controlling of every last detail, but he's the complete opposite. He's very happy to trust you and let you sort of mm. see what happens, and it doesn't have to be exactly the same every time. I'm sure this time with a different cast, it will be different because you know the, the, the dynamic between everybody. We yes, use. yeah. He's he,
0: and I agree. He's very very charming interesting man and on so many levels yeah. um, the translation i think helps enormously in this show it's it's audacious and shall we say very free yeah and it's but witty it, it really it's good very funny
1: i think it's refreshing it's not it's not tried too hard mm-hmm. to be true to the original it's got a kind of life of its own yeah. which i think if you're going to translate it and if you're going to put it in somewhere like in midwest mm you know, why not embrace it and go with it?
0: Yeah. Sarah, you're very much, I would say, a love child of this particular company, having started in the Young Artists Programme here. Yeah. You've really been nurtured.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, I, my history with the company goes back much further than that. I really? started Yeah. I came here when I was 16 yeah. The Mary King, and I was on the first year of the NAC here. She did, which was like a young, young person's programme to You'd get young people interested in singing and exploring. Gosh, I'd And um, we had, uh, we were able to come and get dress rehearsal tickets. So there's a few years where I saw absolutely everything. When I was a very young and impressionable age, uh, yeah, it was great just to be able to come and see things in English. I found to, it it to be mm-hmm. um, very made it seem much more accessible for me. Mm-hmm. I could I could relate much easier to what was going on and. Mary's a very
0: shrewd character, and she's got a great ear for voices. What did she say to you? I'm most curious. Did she spot that there was something there at that yeah, stage? I think she did. Yeah.
1: But she never, um, she never pushed me hard, but she really encouraged me. She really encouraged me with the acting and with the dancing to make the most of all my all my skills that I could mm. bring to the table. So I think that was very useful, as well as you know, many people who will tell you to get singing lessons, get coaching, learn so yeah, languages. Yeah she really sort of instilled in me the, the idea that opera singers can be as good on stage as musical theatre singers.
0: Absolutely, and I think this is the key, isn't it, of how opera has changed. I mean, it is no longer sufficient to have a lovely voice um Absolutely. as it was when i was growing up yeah. i mean many of the great singers just stood and delivered it was park and bark as they say in, yeah. in the states but that's interesting because it, it leads us into another area because your particular type of voice or far, uh, that the lyric soprano yeah. there are lots of them
1: oh yeah <laughs> there are lots of
0: them and you have to bring something very personal and very distinctive yeah. to the characters you play many of whom I suppose not all of them are that interesting, but some are. Yeah, Um, it's
1: up to me to find what's interesting about each of those people and um, bring them to life. But it's certainly the characters that I find the most interesting, and the music's wonderful, that's sort of a given, but the chance to explore a personality, to see how other characters interact on stage and allow it to come to life, that's what absolutely captivates me. Well, clearly
0: it does, and watching you without knowing anything about you, um, as I have done on many occasions now, that's come across, and you do seem comfortable and in control on stage and able to push the boundaries a bit. I mean, the standout performance for me that I've seen you in was in that marvellous Katie Mitchell production of Handles Jephthah. Ah,
1: thank
0: you. Which, um, where you really, I mean, Katie's a sort of Woman who would push actors out on a limb anyway, but my goodness, you really did, and you did some really daring things in that piece, particularly in the big, the big big scene. Yeah, Um, I can see you now, and your feet, your legs almost giving way beneath you, and and the whole vibrato taken away, and this white sound in the voice. I mean, gosh, I mean, was that an exciting experience? Oh, it was
1: just the most extraordinary thing, and I think. I was very lucky that it was my first experience, it was my first professional job, to work with someone like Katie who really, I really sort of felt like I connected with. Mm-hmm. And also because, I suppose, because it was my first job, I felt that in some ways I didn't have the career expectations. Yes. No one knew me, yes. I yes. I wasn't in a pigeonhole yet, and yes. I could just go out and, and do it. Go for it. Yeah, and so I was in the, in the, that was in quite a secure cast, everybody else was just as committed as I was, and so it's sort of most extraordinary, you most see, wonderful. I didn't,
0: I didn't realise it was your first professional job, that makes it even more extraordinary. In Wales, no. it was when I did In Wales, it. It, yeah, because yeah. it was a co-production. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you remember any particular work process that Katie took you through that made that
1: possible? It was to do that final scene. She's very keen to make things real and not Hollywood, as she would say. So. She wanted to follow through the idea of what would happen if I was actually shot, if my father actually had to kill me. So we did some kind of improvisations to see what that would be like. She also made us watch Polish film. Mm -hmm. And and there was this horrendous scene in it where this guy was hung and Mm -hmm. killed. And it was the complete opposite to everything you see in Hollywood. There was no glamour, no glitz. It was all Mm -hmm. very gritty. And then she made us work through the scene and Mark and my dad actually had to pretend to shoot me. It, I mean, it was horrific for everybody, but it really then, having gone there and having sort of allowed ourselves to imagine what it would be like, it then made, when we came back, and obviously they didn't have to do that, but it did make the, it did give us all the potential in our imaginations to to see where it was going. You
0: felt the reality, somehow. you were able to, because you see, I I was an actor at one time, and you know, a lot of people poo poo improvisations and uh, as being a waste of time, but there were wonderful things that, I was involved in where people were taken to the edge um, and found themselves getting very very emotional just in an in an improvisation workshop situation. I
1: think it's really useful because it just stimulates your imagination and I think anything that can make your character feel to you more three-dimensional and anything that can make help you relate to the other characters in a more realistic way I think sometimes it's it's all too easy to know what's coming next. So in that particular scene, it's all too easy to know that you're not going to be killed. That an angel is going to come yeah. in and rescue you. Yes. But um,
0: no, you've got to feel the, the reality of the moment. Is is there a dramatic soprano lurking inside you that would, or, or do you absolutely are you absolutely happy and comfortable in your no, particular role?
1: Yeah, where well, I am. Yeah. Perhaps in my voice, there is a huge variety of characters, and certainly I've been able to find them so far.
0: Yes, a lot of comedy, as well as, yeah. you see, you don't get much comedy in dramatic soprano territory. Do exactly. you?
1: I think if I was Brunhilde, I would be quite bored. <laughs> yes. So, uh, no, I think it's wonderful to meet to be able to come to work and every three or four months explore someone new and.
0: You know, uh, the other show in which you you shone conspicuously, um, which is one of the worst things I've ever seen kismet, um, <laughs> gosh, um, uh, well we haven't got time here to go into the, the backstage story of that, I've heard some of it from Michael Ball. It seemed to me, I have a background in musical theatre and I presented a show on Radio 3 called Stage and Screen so I'm passionate about the repertoire and I thought, ooh, this girl's really got the style, she understands you know, that this is not operatic that this is, although it's sung in a sort of soubrette soprano voice, it's actually show music and you really conveyed that.
1: Thank you, well um, I relish the challenge and to be on stage with Michael Ball and Faith Prince, it was just, oh, yes. you know, it's not something that um, opera singers generally get a chance to do. And for me, I sort of grew up wanting to be a musical theatre singer. Really? You know, really? Yeah. Do you?
0: Have you got a belt voice in there somewhere?
1: Not really. Yeah. I'd like to think I have when the radio's on. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's where I, I mean, I didn't even know what opera was when I was growing up, and it was. You know, you just relate to what you, what you hear and what you're presented with. And at school there was musicals going on, Greece and West Side Story. And, and I, then I did some Gilbert and Sullivan, that kind of thing. So I think you, my heart is very much, well, it started very much there.
0: Did you ever seriously think though of, you know, okay, I'll be a singing actress and I'll, I love this repertoire so much that maybe this is where I should go rather than opera?
1: Oh, I, I thought I thought I could do I could be a singing actress, a singing actress and do opera. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never sort of thought of myself as being exclusively an opera singer. I mm-hmm. mean why can't we just be singers and do the repertoire that's presented to us? Mm-hmm. And as long as I can make a sound that people find appropriate for whichever repertoire it happens to be, why mm-hmm. can't why can't I do that? Mm-hmm. Why well, can't all of us do it? I and mean, it's why yeah, shouldn't I mean,
0: we? Well, when you go and see Wicked, because um, you could play Glinda in Wicked. Um, when you go and see Wicked, yeah, you, you should let me know what oh, you I felt. Think, yes, because okay. it, it is a super soprano part, and she goes up really very high, top seeds and all sorts of things, yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it's, um, but it's a great character as well, and it has that musical theatre pizzazz in the voice as well. Yeah. But you you know, you're absolutely right about you should be able to sing anything. I, I always remember um, Dawn Upshaw, yeah, saying to me once when I was she made a musical theatre album, and I said, it's really interesting because you're not singing really in a chess voice, you just kind of... Using the words yeah. to change the kind of the sound and just bring the voice down a bit, but she she doesn't. Yeah, I think that's what you are saying,
1: really, yeah. is not it? I, I love "John, John," I'm sure. I think was it. I should say, was that the yes.
0: yes. Isn't that the most
1: beautiful song? Most beautiful. I don't see what the difference is between doing mm. some musical theatre, some Gilbert Sullivan, some Mozart. Mm. You know, I mean, what's Mm. Good singing is good singing, I think. Well, the next time
0: they do maybe a Bernstein show here, you're a shoe in really. I it? hope so. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. What you said about vocal health is interesting as well. What, what are the toughest realities of being a singer? I mean, is it the making of choices? Is it the keeping the voice young and mobile and fresh? What you know, tell It's me. all of
1: those things. I think it's being realistic about what repertoire you can do. So, not taking on things which are too big. Someone will say to you, Would you like to sing? I don't know, it's not happened to me yet, but let's say I would love to sing Violetta. You know, she is a fabulous character, and the piece is amazing. If anyone ever asked me to do it, I'd probably be quite tempted, but I would say no, because it is not for me right now. Yeah. You know, and I think you have to be realistic and be prepared to take a, take a chance.
0: But Do. that could be the future, couldn't it? As your voice matures and...
1: I think certainly it's on, I'd like to think it's on the horizon, but um, I've always thought, you know, you have to just take each show yeah. as it comes. Especially, yeah, I remember being at college and um, people being desperate to sing, you know, this aria or this aria, and it always seemed to be the big, heavy yeah, repertoire. No problem, yes. And my singing teacher at the time said to I me, mean, don't even think about it. Sing what you can sing now. And then you'll be singing every day for. You know.
0: yeah, it's amazing though that how many people aren't wise. How many singers have delusions of what they think they can sing, and uh, um, you know, some roles are very deceptive. On the surface, you think I, yeah. I have all those notes. I, 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 think I can get through that, um, but they're heavier than they appear. Yeah. The is one, yeah. certainly. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you have to take good advice. Gilda is another... exactly. I mean,
0: you know, you may be able to sing most of the opera, but when you get to the storm scene...
1: Absolutely. Yeah, you have to be... I mean, it is very difficult, I think, especially for young singers, because you want to challenge yourself. Mm. And, you know, if your big break is offered to you and it's something that you think you probably could do, Mm. you know, probably most young people would grab that opportunity and it's just the lucky ones who happen to have an opportunity presented that's the right thing for them I think.
0: You, you, your other half's a singer? He yes. is. Yes? Yeah, he's now yeah, so, he writes. And uh, how, how does that work? Because you know it's it's a profession that takes you away a lot and and moves around. How yeah. does that work? And how does it work just having two singers in one household? I've read examples but...
1: Less about being singers, more about your personalities I think. like like me, he's quite relaxed. Um, We're both very passionate about our jobs but we're also um, whole interesting people aside from the job. Um, And I think that's what kind of makes it work. We we put each other first and um, give each other the freedom to go and do jobs and not feel guilty about being away. Mm.
0: And how do you manage the kids with... um an operatic career. Cause At the moment, it's Yeah,
1: so my next job after this, I'm taking both kids and the nanny, and you know, it's a little bit like a circus. But um, yeah, just to embrace life. It's brilliant, actually. I find it's much nicer travelling with my family now than being on your own. It can be desperately lonely, I think. Yeah. Yes. Away yes. for months yes. on end in a city and you don't know anyone. And
0: people, people forget that, don't they? They think, oh, it's a glamorous profession you know, being a star and a, you know, but unless you know people, yeah. it is very lonely. I, I remember my fat, I the first
1: time Lee was away with, but when we first met and he, it was his birthday and his opening night in New York and because it was so far away from home, he didn't have anyone in the audience. So that really sort of stuck mm-hmm. with me, that thought that it can be New York, it can be, you know, he was in the um, New York City making his debuts. Barber and it was glitz and glamour and big cities can be very lonely on your own I think so um, yeah.
0: What's the most exciting part for you about? Are you a person who most singers I've ever spoken to love the rehearsal period? People out there might think, ah, no, it's getting to the performance that's what it's all about. But no, it's are the you rehearsals? rehearsals.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I love the rehearsals. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the, 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 the performances are exciting, but I think it's, no, it's the rehearsals that, that, that I enjoy the most because it's you've not got the pressure of needing to be perfect and you can allow, you know, you can explore things so you can mm-hmm. allow yourself to see what would happen if I turned at this point or if I bent over or if, you know, mm-hmm. or if I tried to sing this in one breath, you know, and, and you're allowed to make mistakes and...
0: Yeah. And, and is Jonathan going to be there on this particular revival or He'll not? He'll be around for some of it I think. Yeah, yeah. He usually does. He usually he's, does. He will <laughs> not let his babies, <laughs> you know, just exist. I mean, I think that's incredibly rare in the opera world. I mean, uh, he's come back for just about every revival of even shows that have been running for years like Mikado and, yeah. uh, and Rigoletto.
1: I've oh, just done Mikado kind of twice here now and it's... And it's always wonderful when he comes in. I think it's difficult when you're in a show like the Mikado, which has been running for 20 years, and everybody knows is wonderful, yeah. that it's very easy to think it's almost like being in a museum. You know, it has to be like this, and you have to do this move here, and this is the way it's always been done. And when Jonathan comes in, it kind of brings it to life, and he says, well, you don't have to do it like that. Yeah. And let's see, what do you do? How do you feel about that? And. That's nice to hear. It's really nice. It's very nice. Very liberating, actually, for you as a performer, not to feel like you have to be.
0: And that's a masterpiece. I think that production is, you know, it's 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 a model of how Gilbert Sullivan should be done with that kind of, you know, West End pizzazz. Yeah,
1: and respect for the text and respect for the music. Just the absolute love of, relish if you like, of every single part of it it's easy for people sometimes to dismiss Gilbert and Sullivan or almost apologetic about it, but I well, think it's... I, love it. I, yeah. I,
0: I, I think people who hate Gilbert and Sullivan have a short circuit somewhere, there's something wrong because how can you hate such an elegant melodist as Sullivan yeah. and such a wit as Gilbert? I, I remember it.
1: watching it, there was a, a film, an old film about Gilbert and Sullivan and their life and I can remember them fighting about who was more important? Was it the words or the music? And actually the the most wonderful thing about it is that they're even. Hmm. And I think that's that's stuck with me as that's actually helped me to become the sort of performer that I am, you know, that it is just as important to think about the words and what you're saying as the music. Um so
0: Again, that's the new world we've entered into about time, not yeah, before time.
1: Absolutely. Um
0: what next? What what's on the cards? What repertoire territory are you into?
1: I'm going up to Opera North to do Cleopatra. Now you
0: see that handle is is a great area for, for a lyric soprano isn't it? Yeah. Just for dramatic depth and the joy of singing that stuff.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Mozart, more, you know, probably not too much more bel canto just yet. Um, yeah, just to keep exploring and see what comes up and what opportunities but, present themselves.
0: Um, Cleopatra, I mean, she's got what, something like eight eight, eight arias. Yeah.
1: And they're also different. You know, and they show completely different parts of her character and um and they just what an opportunity to sing something like that. And also a, a you know, a real historical person and she was an extraordinary woman. Mm you know often you think in history there's so many men who have dominated history and shaped our societies and, mm. and she was you know she was a real feisty minx
0: she was wasn't she yeah and that final number shows her feistiness there yeah she, i can't she, wait You know, a
1: showstopper if ever there was one i'm just i'm interested already to think about how much how much she really feels for him, uh, for um, for Caesar. How much like, is, is does she really love him? I mm. think maybe there is something, certainly there to explore. How much of it is power? How much of it is attraction? Um, how much does she want to be or need to be a strong, independent woman? And how much does she want to love someone, be loved in return? So I think that's already something that I'm really looking forward to. Exploring. So it's cooking already. Then mm. who's
0: your director?
1: Albury. Oh yes,
0: interesting man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've mentioned Violetta, but you know, just you're allowed to fantasise for a moment, just to, to finish things off here. Um, what's a role that you're aching to sing?
1: I'd love to sing Vixen again. Uh-huh. I did that when I was at college. Um,
0: well, physically, you're just perfect
1: for it. I absolutely love to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's number one. Easy. Maybe it'll happen here again because uh, you know it's,
0: it's it's the house of the Yeah,
1: I think I think there's a, a chance. Certainly, it's, you know, there's been certain things muttered about, but you know times are hard at the moment. And yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, that would be number one, yeah. definitely. Well, Thanks, Sarah. No, thank you, thank, thank you very nice. much.